Hello and welcome back to the Fluxcast with myself, Tim, and my colleague and host, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've really made that, that so, awkward. So awkward. The second episode <laughs> and we've already we've already been awkward right at the start. I I realised in my introduction last week that I was stuttering all over the place. So you don't re- you, you you can't read each other's minds to know when to. Chip yeah, in at the yeah. start, then. but at the same time, I kind of wanted to wait a little bit as well, just yeah, to yeah, see yeah. how you how you fared. Like absolutely cock up the intro yeah. again, but um, yeah, no, uh, welcome back to Fluxcast. We hope um, we hope you enjoyed the last one. We yeah. had a lot of fun putting that together, a lot of fun mm-hmm. editing that. It was we did, yeah, it was and, good, and we put it out today. So we are filming on the day we put yeah. the first one out. So seeing a lot of people coming, commenting, yeah. sharing about. Thank you for all good that stuff. Yes, yeah, thanks, it's, guys. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this episode we're going to be uh, talking about how to take the best photos for clients. Yeah, this is serious talk this episode yeah. as opposed to the um, introductory one. These no Lego, Lego no impressions, awful impressions. Awful? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, Sean yeah. Connery was spot on. World ba- beating impression. Yeah, go back and listen to the first one if you haven't because it's absolutely quality and I want it to follow Tim around everywhere. I just want people to call him Sean for the rest of his life. Sean oh, Connery. yeah. Yeah. Um, Can think of better names to be called. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I had a, I told you this morning, didn't I? I had a rather interesting, uh, interesting dream. Oh my God. Yeah. So Tim started telling me this earlier and I was like, save it, save it for the pod. Cause I really want to hear this dream. Um, so please, please tell us what happened I... in every detail. A lot of things happened in this dream. It was a really weird one. I often get quite vivid dreams. But um, in this one, even in my dreams, it seems I am getting bullied. Because in this dream, I... Uh... When you edit this podcast, can you put in like a... Oh, sound effects <laughs> behind that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So in this dream, I'm with a couple of mates. And I am living above uh, a shop. Mm-hmm. But the shop... It's one of those things with dreams, isn't it? Where... It seems normal at the time, but then when you reflect back on them, you're like, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Why is yeah, that the yeah. case? But basically, part of my lounge was the shop floor. So because of that, items of my possessions were on shelves, another shelves were shop uh, shop produce. Yeah. And I, uh, rather in peep show fashion like series one, uh, these 10-year-olds are bullying me and... <laughs> Going around the shop, writing in on with sharpies on pieces of paper, putting my items of possessions up for sale, yeah. and just I'm getting harassed I by love ten year olds. Harassed by ten year olds in your dream. In real life, do you get harassed by ten year olds? Only you. <laughs> you said I'm ten. <laughs> I do have the mental capacity of a ten year old, which isn't great for a podcast teaching people how to no. potentially run their business. Um, but yeah, please uh, do not pay attention to that because I am. <laughs> 23 years old soon to be 24 um but oh, yeah so Christ. your dream that's all that happened in the dream what were you selling oh no i, I your the shop was nothing to do with me no but it was your it was i it was things that you own were going up for sale by 10 year olds they were just putting notes being like oh yeah you can buy this too i think in the dream i had to go get the shop manager to sort them out it was, <laughs> it was, it was like your dad. so tragic <laughs> even in the dream it's just utterly tragic oh, please can you Please, can you stop these 10-year-olds selling my personal belongings? What were they selling? Were they selling a particular ship from Star Wars? That's Lego. Brilliant. No, it was... um, 
Uh, just my camera, TV, Xbox, yeah. all sorts, oh just God. anything, anything. Everything nearest and dearest Any, to you. Exactly. Anything that was on display. Mm. Oh, that's £12.98. God, oh. bargain. Yeah. There's, I'm quite fascinated by the meanings behind dreams. You um, got into this a few years ago, didn't you? You were really interested no, no, in it. No, not like, I haven't really got into it. I listened to the uh, Peter Crouch podcast and they were oh. talking about it on there. Oh, fair. Um, no, I've never really been into it, but there's some, I think next episode, we'll try and find out what that actually means. Um, and we'll, we'll say it live on air. Um, so that gives you a reason to tune in yeah. next week. Right, so should we get on with um, yeah, what this episode's about? Let's crack on. Um, this is really your area of expertise this week, isn't it? It's I've a got bit, a couple I mean, of things that I can... Of us. We've, yeah. It kind of links into videography as yeah. well, a little bit. We've, the one thing we've learned over um, the course of Flux is how important, obviously, obviously um, a brief is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, you're doing, like, art subjects. I remember when I was back in um, year nine doing, like, early uh gcse's for art right that you 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 be so creative in those years that for an exam to be like you've got to do this under this but you've got to have this requirement and that you're like oh i just want to do art i want to yeah, look I just want to live man but um get off my back you and only... the other 10 year olds believe well, you in that yeah class. yeah um and then you just kind of like gotta work out um yeah. how that, tra- that that kind of uh, uh, the more you do this side of it, the more you realise why that was so important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, as we found out, we've had like briefs where things just haven't been included and things were expected and... Uh, yeah, I can think of like, a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or stuff where we've wanted to do our own creativity, but the brief has sort of mm. uh, stopped that. And it's fine. It's like, at the end of the day, the client sort of contracted you, so you just got to do what they want. But um. Yeah, we thought we'd break this down to a few little uh, segments that we can talk about. Mm. Obviously, this is all stuff we've done so far. Tim Tim is our uh, resident photographer, director of photography. Um, but we do a lot of video um, and photography shoots sort of combined, yeah. um, which include sort of studio shoots, uh, wedding shoots as well. Yeah. Um, we do a lot outdoors too. But yeah, the first thing we want to talk about is our studio shoots, which we've really started to get into um, over this past year when we've been in and out of lockdown. Um, It's something that we find quite a couple of uh, clients want is sort of shoots with um, different coloured backdrops, for example. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? We we did that last November, didn't we? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. When I first did studio shoots back in 2019, um, I... That's one thing that's good with us both being on shoot is that yeah. you have a lot of skills that I don't, which has sometimes forced me to, when I've been on my own, lighting to learn. Lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're brilliant with lighting. So when I've not had you about or before mm. Flux, I've had to like try and learn yeah. this on my own accord. So we get in, we've got two clients booked in for this shoot in mm. November. Um, One is Tom One, DJ, and he did our theme song. So shout yeah. out Tom. <laughs> Shout out. Fantastic um, job on that one. It does sound brilliant. Yep. Yeah, and um, Hope Espresso as well. Uh, yes. Esther. Um, she was also our other client that day. So how did the day run, Tim? Talk us through it. So what we did was um, we contacted a local studio that we knew had all the equipment we wanted. And um, they're based in Charles Ford. Very mm. um, fantastic studio. 
um, what we did was um, we managed the time so that I knew that we'd need about three hours on each shoot, um, contracted an invoice for that amount for each client and gave us about half an hour in between so we had time to run down and chill out between that. But um, Piss about as we, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's did. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did like these little reels for um, our social media where we were doing sort of a mock-up photography shoot wearing ridiculous costumes, weren't we? It, it was when you had that. There was a whole trend over summer where a lot of influencers on TikTok were using that one specific song, Stunning. Yeah. And they were like, just, just oh, doing wardrobe yeah, recommendation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that yeah, one. Yeah. So if you know that, you, you, you'll know what we're on we about. We were just taking we the sort mic of did with that, it. But then we also did it with Tom um, and he oh, shared he loved that onto it. his socials. Yeah. So we sort of offered that as a package in the end. But so they come in, sit down. How do we set up lighting around them? What backdrops do we go with? So we talk with the client first, don't we? And we say, we've got, these are the different backgrounds we can operate with. We've got green, orange, pink. Usually, a lot of the time, they want all three. The first thing I look for when we pick out them and to help uh, work out between them is I ask, I ask them, what are your costumes? Yeah. I want to know what colours uh, the, um, the outfit's going to be using. So, for example, if you want to look at primary colours and complementary yeah. colours, uh, looking at how mm. they will associate well. So, for example... If I saw, in the case of Tom, actually, he was wearing um, a prominently red-coloured shirt. I thought, okay, behind him will be green. Yeah, yeah. You need to. I've I've learned over the years a lot of a lot of YouTube uh, videos. The its colour is so important. You've got to you've got to make sure you plan what the costumes, what the outfits, the uh, client or the subject these photos are going to be wearing. Yeah, and really be careful with what, um, what backdrops you pick because of that. I mean, you've you've got the very basic like look of um orange and teals. Every movie poster almost yeah. in the last ten years yeah, used yeah. that color scheme because it works. I remember. Yeah, that. Captain America. I think has used it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Just it's every it's everywhere. Mad Max. Yep. Yeah, and um, but. There's one thing to help you actually is there's um, Adobe, if you've got an account for it, you've got Lightroom, you've got Photoshop, all that. What they do offer is a, it's the Adobe Color Wheel. Okay. And it's a, it's a website which you just log into. Well, you don't even need to log in actually. And it comes up with a wheel and you can look at um, complementary colors um, to all different degrees. You can have more than just two colors to alternate between if you need to sort of pick it out and adjust. But for studio, that's the first thing I look for and I'll do with a client. And then I think we will then look to be like, okay, what sort of images are you looking for? In the case of Tom, he was looking for, he needed a profile picture for his Spotify account so that labels and um, other industry yeah. professionals yeah, could see a, who he's he was. DJ, isn't he? So yeah. he's really doing a lot at the moment over lockdown trying to build up his sort of portfolio he's been doing a lot of twitch streams um he dj's from vinyl i definitely recommend checking him out he's very good musician um i think he's done has he done stuff with you whilst you've been in ricknick before um Oh, going back to Ritnick, are we? Yeah, God, I thought well, we left that yeah. in the first episode. <laughs> Tell it to the judge. Um, yeah, I think he did one year. Yeah. But yeah, so um, we got some references from what he wanted. Yeah. Um, 
Then we sat him down with the right clothes on against the right backdrop. And that kind of dictated the yeah. lighting choice. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. But then after that, I think it's for me, what we wanted to do for him and, and what it sounded like he wanted in terms of his Spotify is he sort of wanted to separate himself from the backdrop. So he was very prominent yeah. in there yeah. in the image, but then there's just this sort of like green behind him. So make him stand out from the backdrop. So what we did there is bring him away a couple of feet from the back. Um, the majority of the lighting was actually behind him. I think there were two lights either side behind yeah. him. Um, and then we've got one uh, key light to the on an angle um, next. Yeah, uh, we had it coming him. in. Yeah. 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 Um, so we've just got him separated from the backdrop, which also helps. I don't know if in the future he wanted to have some, you know, like text behind him at any point. Um, but yeah, I think those photos went really well. You can go over to our socials and see them. But then after we also did Hope. Yeah, we had a um, little break. We did Hope. Um, and she kind of wanted, for her, it was more, she wanted bright colors to stand out on the website. Um, yes, yeah. It was more portrait. Um, Profile for LinkedIn, wasn't it? Yeah, as well? it, was, yeah. it was more, yeah, slightly more corporate, but with colorful backgrounds. Which yeah. The difference with, with uh, Tom was he was doing sort of creative costumes a bit more. With with artists, with musicians, you can kind of get a bit more conceptual rather mm. than um, uh, than just straight up stand yeah. up, get a good headshot image. Because I think we, we played about with when he had, I, we've done a shoot with him before and we did a similar sort of thing, but on both shoots we've had him sort of play about getting a few uh, seven inch records out or cassette yeah. or something like that. And you can play about with that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, Worried when you were saying you was going to play about with something seven inch then. Brilliant. <laughs> What did he get out? Oh, I, I, knew, I knew oh. immediately. <laughs> okay. I had to specify yeah. a record. I couldn't just say a little seven inch because. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really childish and immature of us. We'll get back onto the track. So, yeah, we got these shoots for Esther and Tom. Yeah. They went pretty well. Um, And we want to do more like studio shoots in the future. They're my favorite. Yeah. I think they're really good. Everyone's sort of really comfortable. It doesn't matter what the weather's like as well. You can put music on, have a bit of a laugh. They're quite nice. Um, I think something that's also important to offer for new sort of startup companies and um, startup uh, individuals or just companies in general, if you've got the studio space, why not offer, if you've got someone who's a videographer, why not offer an interview as well? So they can exactly. talk a little bit about their company. Um, and it's sort of, if you're in a position as me and Tim are, one of you is a videographer, the other one's a photographer it's all about combining those two different aspects of the company and making sure you're working um, the most for like the amount of time you have. So definitely offer the client some videography if they want it. Um, I think that's a really like key thing to, to do as well. And it's yeah. a point that should be raised. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, our second topic is like sort of outdoor photo shoots and sports photography. Yeah, is what we did on, with, on location. Mm -hmm. um, we did with Elite Field Hockey, didn't we? Uh, yeah, recently. we've we've done two for them, both videography and and photography. We've done a mix of um, mm -hmm. both for uh, was the video for selling kit as well. Yeah, yeah it, was it, was, the, it, was. it was for their old sticks. Yeah. Um, we did a bit of playing about with slow-mo on, what was this? It was a Sony... Um, it was a Sony FS5 we used. Yeah, it was so, quite, quite yeah, cool. So, yeah, we go... So, Elite Field Hockey contacted us um, 
about oh, it's two years ago now when we yeah, started working yeah. with them. Um, and they wanted a photo shoot originally. I think it was. Um, they wanted a photo shoot on a hockey pitch to sort of um promote their kit launch. Um, they were launching new kit, and we were like to um, I think they offered. They wanted a video as well. It was, so that was, was mainly the video. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. photo product photos and videos. Um, and we sort of worked with them to decide the location, and it was a, a hockey pitch, which was great because then we could just. <laughs> film and take photos of whatever they were doing um they we they played a game didn't they we did some drills that was um, really cool actually we got some very nice shots actually. yeah i was quite impressed yeah, so with how that turned out for me i used the um a sony fs5 um on a gimbal and on that camera there's a really great setting for slow motion mm. um so we i got to play about with that which was really fun um sort of uh bringing the slow-mo um going into fast i've gone blank on what the bloody name for that was and i did a tutorial video on it didn't i recently oh you didn't you what was the name of it <laughs> oh. <laughs> gone absolutely blank <laughs> hang on i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it he's digging wait one minute it's gonna come to me when i'm looking for it i know i'll do some like elevator music in here just to like yeah. pass away <laughs> Uh, speed ramp, that's it. That's it. So yeah, we did yeah. a lot of um, speed ramp for the EF video, um, which is basically when you slow down the footage, which it was already in slow motion. It was shot on um, uh, a slower frame rate. And then you sort of speed up the footage when something impactful happens. I've got all of that going on, which we can probably talk about in another video. But whilst doing that, Tim's there taking photos. So it's important for me not to cross paths with Tim. Um something that i want to or raise. even when we're filming when we were yeah, doing that yeah. is we're constantly like trying to Do yeah, dodge you, about each other which is quite it's funny but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah no something i did want to raise actually and it's the last point i'll make about videography for this topic before tim talks about it. i mean it's literally a photography podcast and i'm off on one um something that's really important for me i tend to wait for tim to get his photos done and his grade done so then i can grade the footage in line with mm. his photos and it's really important for a brand consistency um, yeah it's, it's important for a brand identity brand aesthetic for everything to be consistent across the board you know when ef is sharing this on their socials and they share a video that's in one color grade and then photos that are completely in a different color grade it's not going to match up so i think it's really important to sort of synchronize those two different elements but going back to photography talk to us a little bit about that what have you got well, actually, to say? a slightly different topic to what we were going to talk about but one thing i can briefly touch upon that actually that follows on from that perfectly is actually i recently did and it's all upon our socials as of yesterday um uh, as of february um is i did some behind the scenes film shots for a music video um and I don't normally do flux work or client-based work on film because it's such an unpredictable format at times. Um, and you can't always rely on it as much as you can digital. But I knew what sort of color grade and what sort of look that the company would be um, filming and producing the music video in, that I knew this type of film stock and um, that format in itself yeah, so it's would really, fit the style. Yeah, so it's working with different clients to produce what they want. Is exactly. You've got to be yeah. sometimes a bit more clever, a bit more think outside the box slightly yeah. um, in that regard. And just 
it, yeah, if you think about everything as if it's a brand, then normally you'll get things spot on because you'll understand yeah, inadvertently. Yeah. Have that... like, yeah, have like a meeting with them. Yeah. Um, if it's in person or in Zoom, get a brief from them, really understand the company. And that's kind of where it came back. Oh, it comes back to what I said at the beginning about like briefs when you're in like year nine versus now. You can't just, it's not just about creative. You can be creative within a brief. And that's the key point. You've got to stick within the brief. You've got to make sure that what you do is what the client is actually asking for. Yeah. It's not just, I'm, I'm exactly. not going out on my Sony and putting all the highlights as light blue and the shadows and orange and giving it that classic Sony photographer look yeah, where it's yeah. just those two colors. Yeah. Because uh, that wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have fit. And that, I guess that sort of leads into something else that you offer, Tim, and you have, it's probably the earliest thing that photography-wise I think you offer for clients, which is headshots. Yes, um, exactly. I think they were, again, it was one of those things where I hadn't considered it. Uh, it was very early on in photography where people were just like, oh, you've done that. Can you do, can you do headshots for me? And obviously me being at the beginning, I was like, yeah, sure. Here's a tenner. Like, or I'll, just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just do it for a tenner or 20 quid. Um, and give them about 50 shots that are all edited. I mean, obviously respective because i look back on some of them now i'm like i quite like how they were captured really dislike the edit um mm. i think headshots is one of those things where every time i do a new one i look back at the last and be like i wish i'd not done that, that or i wish they'd been better but i think i looked at uh, there's been certain video essays i've seen before where if you're not doing that with any sort of photography or any sort of creative arts then you're not developing, are you? You've got to be constantly looking back at me. Yeah. Like that's not as good as what so I'm what's, doing now. What say? Um, does any time in particular jump out when that's happened to you? Uh, well, I <laughs> hate to come back to it for the third time, but yeah. Rick Nick actually, it yeah. was um, <laughs> every every I did that for about three consecutive years, mm. and um, every time I've done headshots for the cast, and seeing how each change from because a lot a lot of the time there's been at least a handful of people that have returned for each of the three years so seeing how i edited captured and did all the sort of settings and setup that i did i think it was quite a nice way of gauging yeah. oh i'm on the right path here i'm yeah. understanding how light should be casting on a face how that was far too much of detail to be brought out on the pause for example or um just color wasn't being balanced right or i was going too too far in with maybe a preset for example mm -hmm. and not actually grading it naturally and i think you've got to really the, with with headshots the more you do the more you'll learn the more you'll understand and yeah. there are packs out there like a lot of photographers sometimes will be like oh presets are bad i think yeah you don't want to go too hard on presets but if you can get brushes and tools stuff like that yeah. i recently got one for actually for tom um I was editing his and um, that pack turned out really nicely, actually brought out a lot of details. And it's, again, it's a lot of it's trial and error. You've got to work out what you're doing. But there's also another element to it. And I find this gets, it's it's a huge sort of part of a business, obviously. But um, pricing on yeah. headshots. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a lot, I do this with a lot of shoots in general. I just shoot loads. Mm. And a lot of the things that I do that slow me down, that makes me take a while is, trying to filter out the ones that aren't yeah. very good so this um just just terms of talking about pricing 
Mm. So what did you charge when you first started up versus what you charge now and how many photos did you produce? <laughs> so it was about 30 to 40 images to begin with yeah. or 20 pounds. Wow. When you divide that Dirt by cheap. image, that yeah. is ridiculous. And I was editing every single one of them. Yeah. A lot of big professionals I know, and the reason I sometimes get the work over them from some people is because I offer cheaper and I give more. But I know a lot of people, what they'll do is some... One, one example I've heard is some professionals do 200 raw images that mm -hmm. they'll give to the client or unedited. I'm not quite entirely sure on that. I personally wouldn't give away raw files and I wouldn't recommend any uh, creative to ever yeah, give a yeah, client yeah. raw files. Um, and they will give free edited photos. Yeah. That, that's all they get, really? all the client gets. And that'll be about 140 plus. 120 oh, wow. plus yeah i how, how much are we charging now how i charge so i started about 30 for 20 uh 20 quid mm -hmm. now i would do about um it'd probably be about around the 100 mark yeah for, for how many i i would give about i'd say 10 headshots yeah. and then i'd have the option for a client i like to i like to offer this but mm. i quite like to do duplicates of all the photos involved and give a black and white version yeah I know a lot of, especially arts and drama students who I often work with, that's where the majority, um, yeah, actors and all that side of it, they're the more, yeah. the, the client base I work with the most for headshots. They like having mm. that option and that um, option's yeah, quite a nice yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I think something um, that's really important to touch on is knowing your worth in terms of yeah. The, the work rate you do and the work that you produce and you're clearly you're getting in a lot of people even before really we started flux bros um so you've had a lot of time to really like hone that in and it's probably something that you are best at now isn't um, it? yeah it's probably my probably my strongest yeah. skill um one thing that um i'm curious about is when it comes to taking photos, whether it's for uh, headshots for clients or if it's for our sub-branch, The Wedding Bros, which we'll probably talk about in another podcast. Definitely. Um, how do you make the clients feel comfortable? What do you do? Do you crack some jokes? Yeah. I can't I, imagine yeah. it. Knock, knock. Go on. Do, give me a knock-knock joke. Oh, no. You, oh, the other way around. No, I don't oh, have any. I... <laughs> That was really silly. Obviously, you don't ask knock knock jokes. I could do but the, how would you do? Yeah, I I just chat them about. Don't chat. How's what, your day been? No, I like to know what they're for and um the photos that is mm -hmm. um and if they're drama related, I'd be like, okay, what you've been in um what sort of. I just like to talk about them. Talk about what's going Make on. Make them comfortable. Yeah. Um. Another little trick some people have. I mean, I don't do this on headshot shoots. I rather do it on a studio shoot is music putting music on their music in yeah, a studio what they want yeah can really get people relaxed yeah yeah and because of that the shoot yeah. i always find that actually this actually the very good point if you've got a headshot shoot i like to do lots of landscape photography and i will use going out to certain places to scout locations for okay. headshots if you've got a shot your rear or a location or a particular area you're really looking forward to taking headshots in that place don't do it first because the clients i found this so many times it's frustrating um that when you do that and they're not comfortable 
you find those photos don't really yeah, work yeah. and you find later you on yeah. yeah exactly people would be a bit more rigid use them do them last when they know what they're supposed to be doing yeah and they're a bit more chilled out mm-hmm. it's really good but um yeah that's that's one way yeah. um, ne- next podcast we should find a joke that you can tell to a client next time you work with clients <laughs> we'll find we'll find a good one for you mate yeah um and then let us know how that goes down oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh is there anything else you want to touch on um today this honestly i feel like we could extend this into another podcast because it's there's quite oh, a lot think, to talk about i think maybe next series do uh a part another two to this catch up on it yeah i think there's a few things we could talk about like you've done a lot of food photography yeah, as well of, actually like, we haven't even talked about product photography no. um, <laughs> photography for bands as well is something bands. that tim's <laughs> been yeah fairly big on that's um, a fa- another favorite <laughs> So, yeah, I said on our previous podcast every week, I sort of want to do a little catch up with you, even though I live with you. So, <laughs> but let's, let's do it for the audience, right? How's your week been, Tim? What you been up to? Uh, so, yeah, we, um, we've got some of the boys that we're good mates with. Um, one of them. Our friends from back home. They're back home, yeah. Um, one of them was, we were due to go on a stag do uh, this weekend, yeah. but we had... Yeah, we're supposed to be going to Berlin. Unfortunately, cancelled. Um, yeah, but we had a nice, we had a nice virtual, virtual uh, sort of weekend, didn't we? Virtual stag virtual do. Stag do. Um, yeah, Played a bit of four days. D and D. D and Love D and D now. I I didn't. I think it's all right actually. I don't mind. It, it. was inevitable that yeah, I yeah. probably like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it took you a while. It took a couple of sessions breaking yeah, you in. Yeah, we've we've. This is the second time we've done it. Yeah. I wasn't convinced the first time. Mm. What's your character set up, Tim? My, I'm a dragonborn called Monty. Monty, yep. Yeah. Um, I'm One a... of his powers is gr- uh, growing plants, which is where the, the name came that. from. No, I didn't need to. Didn't no. even use that in the end. Your one, though, is bloody overpowered. Yeah, my character's overpowered. Do you know why? Because he's a bard called Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> Ronnie, um, why Ronnie why Pickering is he overpowered? What's, what's his power? Um, uh... He's got 10 on charisma, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, no, it's... um. Ah, oh, what's the name of it? Intimid? No, what? The no, it's, fuck it's, is the... Oh no! Ah, uh, persuasion. Yes, persuasion. Persuasion. There we so are. So all the way through, I'm just like, I'm just persuading everyone to do my my bidding. I think when it comes to fighting, I, my character's pretty shit, but everything else, I'm absolutely smashing at. Because he's Ronnie Pickering. Do I think we I can. Yeah, can we have an impression? I think. Do you know who I am? I'm Ronnie Pickering. Okay. Um, but yeah, apart from that, we, what else among us we played? That was fun. That was good. Beer tasting. Beer tasting. Had some from Edinburgh Beer Company, I think it was. Yeah. Like that. A few really yeah. nice ones. Nice lagers. Um, yeah. Quite hoppy. Quite a nice head. Quite a nice Rather head. foamy. Yeah, all right. Like all of these guys, <laughs> yeah, are all trying to, and you know who you are, you know who you boys are. Trying to act like, and you, you kind I'm of as bad with coffee, though, aren't Trying I? Trying to act like, you know, everything about beer. Yeah. And I'm sat there like, this, what are you, what are you on about? Like, I think the one for you was when lovely... one of them described it as earthy, and you oh, were like, like real... what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Alex? Was it George? Um, it was one of the two. Yeah. yeah. It's got a really, like, earthy sort of tone to this drink, and I'm, I'm just there like, yeah, it's nice. It I don't know though, if I fair. like it or don't like it. Um... But yeah, I couldn't really get into that as much as I got into D&D, apparently. Yeah, D&D was fun. Cosplaying as Ronnie Pickering. 
Yeah, I had uh, a nice little pub quiz at the end. Um, it was bring, a nice weekend. Nice throwback to lockdown number one, to be honest. Right, let's. That's what I'm saying. Let's bring back the pub quiz, the online virtual yeah, pub yeah. quiz. Let's bring it back, everyone. We we had a good fun actually on the lot on the first lockdown where we recreated scenes from uh, famous films. We so did. we did. Mm. We did split. Yep. Oh, they, yeah, the guys on the quiz, they had to guess what film it was. So we did a Split. We did... Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. The Wolf of Wall Street. That was a fun... Yeah. <laughs> and what was the last one? Uh, it was A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. And so I was... Um, you were Jack Nicholson in I that. I was Jack And Nicholson. I was Tom Cruise on Tom my knees. Tom Cruise, yeah. Because he's short. <laughs> he's tiny. I mean, I feel like everyone's just going insane and I can't wait to see Friends again. Do and shoots. Never do a quiz again. We've got a few stuff hopefully lined up for the year. So, hopefully, yeah. Should be quite cool. But, nah, thank you so much for listening again to um, Fluxcast. Hopefully, this was a bit more of an informative episode than the last one. Um, we want it, but there was a lot of information to cram in, wasn't there? We've, uh, we, we've been aiming for about half an hour on each of these um, podcasts. But as I was getting through, I was thinking, buddy, yeah, we're only on the third part of this and we've got two exactly. more to go. We've got so many points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you do want more of us talking about photography, um, then please let us know. Yeah, we can do part twos or any questions on any of this, please just send them in and we'll bring them mm. up at the beginning of uh, next episode. I'm sure, hopefully by um, episode, well, by, yeah, by the time this goes out, by the time we're shooting on filming, recording episode three, we'll yeah. have questions from the first podcast. Yes, yeah, please. Um, please send them in. Yeah, yeah. It's- like Tim was saying, in a, in a couple of podcasts' time, we are planning a Q&A. Yeah. Um, and it's edging ever closer. So if you do have any questions that you want to send in... We'd have a um, chat to you. We'll have a chat, yeah. yeah. Come on. Bring it. Hopefully a few guests involved coming soon. Definitely. We've got a few guys involved. We may mm-hmm. have mentioned, we may not have already mentioned, but we'll see. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we shall see you in two weeks' in two time. two weeks' time. All yeah. Right. He's been Matt. He's been Tim. Good night. Good night.